want to thank John Dyer, the CEO and founder at Nova Title, our newest sponsor. They're 20 years in business with offices in Worcester and Solon to serve you. Uh, they can be found at novatitleagency.com. They're making the American dream come true with three attorneys, six licensed title agents, two e-notaries on staff, and you can close at any time uh, you're choosing. The American dream comes true at Nova Title. John Dyer and his staff will help you do so at novatitleagency.com. Hey, it's Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time, and I have two fantastic guests in studio today from the Aurora Greenman, where I raise my kids. I have three Aurora Greenman graduates. I've got Dan Fishback. Dan, how are you? Good morning. Good to I'm see doing you. good. You? Good to see you. I like the you're sporting the green uh, of uh, Aurora, and I've got their head coach, Mike Riba, former Chanel young morning. man. Good to see you, Mike. Good to be seen. <laughs> it is good to see you healthy, yeah. right? I mean, we talked about off-air. You had a pretty pretty uh, dangerous and uh, near-tragic accident uh, back in springtime. Tell us a little bit about what that happened and how how you doing from there. I'm doing pretty well. I okay. actually I was on a ladder, which I've done my whole life. And yeah. Got, it was into the day. I was tired, got lazy. Yeah. was trying to put a, a pergola roof on the back of my house. Okay. And uh, the ladder slipped. Jeez. Went backwards, hit my head. Oh, no. Um, Broke eight ribs, punctured my lung, um, three compression fractures in my back. So I was laid up for a while. Missed about two and a half months of work. Um, a lot of people stepped up, though. I mean, it was great to see, you know, my family and my girlfriend. Sure. Um, Let's name her. Denise. All right, yeah, Denise. She's we love Denise. Yeah. All so right. it was, I mean, it was, it was, it's tough. I mean, I tell you, the wrestling mentality gets you through a lot of stuff. Sure does. You know, you just got to keep going through the next day. Yeah. Um, I got metal plates in my ribs now holding everything together. Wow. Um, you know, they cut me from my shoulder blade down to my lower back to, to put all the plates in. Yeah. And uh, I'm, st I'm still numb in the front the whole because of the back of my ribs I broke. But they numbed all my nerves in the front. They're still numb. Okay. Um, Is that going to come back or who knows? They don't know. They said they can put me on medication and would bring it back. But the side effects of the medication, are they worth it? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm... I'm pretty lucky. I mean, I went to see my when I went to see the doctor. Let's you know, name. You want to name him, or do you? Not I would, know? except for right now, I'm forgetting all that stuff. <laughs> all right, um, I got you. Okay, cool. But I did. I um, he and did. That's, that's part of what's that's, happening to yeah. you, right? You're forgetting things. Yeah, right? the concussion symptoms right now. Forget. Yeah. I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. It's coming back to me, but okay. Um, that's well. Whoever your doctor is, thank God. Yes, right? thank yeah, God. Yeah. And you know, I went to my. Yeah. I went to see him. He said I was the second patient in Ohio to have this. Holy cow. The other guy was 25 years old or something. Wow. Um, so I was like the poster child. I'd appreciate not to be the poster child at of 60. Course. but yeah. Um, and then um, went to see my back doctor, and mm -hmm. he told me, he said he's been in this business for 30-some years, and he's never seen that surgery before. Wow. So they really didn't know what I was, what I could do, what I was allowed to do. Sure. And pretty much just do what you can do. Yeah, it's a and day at a time, right? Yeah, and with the rest of the mentality, you want to yes. go out and do it all the next day, and yes. I paid for it. You know, I'm still, still there's days when I'm doing stuff I probably shouldn't be doing, but yeah, you know, I'm working on it. You know, well, you know, um, Mike, I, I interviewed a guy that wrestled for Beachwood in our first season, Alan Krause, and I don't know if you listened to the episode, but Alan was in a, in a fatal plane crash when he was 19 years old. He's captain of our team in '73. Everybody died but him. Oh boy. 
and he was paralyzed from the waist down. And that guy walked in at 65 years old, two years ago. He's now 66. Walked in. Walked in now with, with you know, braces, okay, and, and hand braces. But that kid, that guy said, I'm going to walk again. And that was, he said, wrestling saved my life. Yeah, I, you know? I, I believe that. I mean, I, I couldn't, the first two weeks were hell. Yes. Um, but I, I, you know, I really think that the wrestling mentality, you know, you just do it, get yes. through it, grind through it. I yes. think that really helped. Um, when I went to see my physical therapist, he was kind of like, man, you got to back off because yeah. you're not helping yourself. And I'm like, I, I can't back off. This is what I, this is what I do. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, yeah, it's crazy because that day earlier in the day, and I, I, it's, it's now that I look back, I was getting ready to turn sixty. Yeah, take in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and have a fun time, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm like yeah, the yeah. first driver that's made it to sixty. Yeah, <laughs> my parent, my mom, and dad died early. My grandparents oh my all gosh. died early. Wow. So I'm, I'm sitting in the backyard, and I, I see a helicopter go over, and I'm like, you know, I'm sixty. Yeah. I said, maybe for my sixty, I'll take a helicopter ride, and I'm like. It's, yeah, you really don't want to do that. Right. Four hours later, I was getting like flooded downtown, oh, and I don't remember any of it. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't so that the craziest? Crazy. That is so crazy. I woke up in the hospital, and Dan Fishback was standing over me, and I said, "I'm in hell." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was you know, the first. D- Dan, it right. You're a really good friend of Mike's, obviously, and also too with your son, the amazing Dylan. Yeah. Tell me a little bit as a friend, as a good friend, as a best friend, maybe uh, how that felt, and what what kind of support did you guys give? give Mike and the, the community? Well, it's, you know, anytime you have someone that's close to you that gets injured or um, needs help, right. you know, the humanity part of you is like, hey, what can we do to help? And right. um, ironically enough, my wife was in the hospital the same time. I heard that. Yeah. she yeah. Had, Did she have COVID or something? What, what did uh, she no, have? No, she, <clears throat> she's had a pretty long stint of health issues where she's had okay. to have her colon removed over the years. Oh. And, Man. You know, I could take offline, but you know, yeah. like back in 2008, I had to resuscitate her in our bathroom. Oh dear God! So some of the path that we've taken, but sure. it happened to land us in here in Ohio because of Cleveland Clinic. So yes, yes. She happened to be in the hospital finishing up a reconstruction surgery. Okay, which when, is brutal. Yeah, which when I got the call, brutal. I'm like, oh crap! You know, yeah. and, you know, uh, we all take life for granted. You know, you yeah. kind of heard Mike say, "I've been doing this for years on the ladder," and right. Those that's not the first time he's probably did what he did. He yeah. just got lucky to that point. So you just never know when you're here, when you're not, and right. you need to live life to the fullest. But I mean, it it impacted the entire community. Sure, you know, um, sure. Cause it's even, a great community too. Yeah. I mean, I was you know I lived there for seven, no, twenty years. So it was a fantastic community. Yeah, Mike's right. Mike's a good dude. You know, awesome. he's like an older brother. He picks on me all the time, but I, I jab back at him. <laughs> so and that's kind of our, that love, hate, but I'd do anything for him. Love well, him. you know, and, and Mike comes from a fantastic program of Chanel. Yeah. You know, one of my all-time heroes, Graham. Oh, what what a stud. What a piece of iron. Yeah, he's right? a, yeah. And uh, I remember when he literally clotheslined Josh Anderson because <laughs> he was being a kind of a, Yes. Shithead, basically. Yes, I remember <laughs> well. You know what I mean? Yes. And he's like, "You're you're coming off." Yes. I, I've never seen that before, right? So it was, I a high respect then, and of course you can't probably do that anymore. But this was the '80s, you know. I saw him through Talon and I want to say Ben Firm one year in the Richmond Heights finals. Sure, because sure. he told Ben twice to yeah. to take down, and Ben kept shaking him off. Yeah. So Graham reached down and grabbed a towel, threw it in the middle of the mat in the Love finals. It. Love it. And said, "Love it. I'm I'm you're the out. coach. You're gonna listen." Yep. You know, yep. and yep, and there was no, there was no 
fall back, nothing. Parents were like, hey, he's the guy. I get it. I've, I've, I've done it. Yeah. I, threw a, I threw a towel in on a heavyweight. He was going to be stalled out, and it wasn't even three minutes into the match. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't stand this. Yeah, yeah, I said, what are you, you're, you're, you're an effing statue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> threw the towel, and, and, and Scott was my assistant coach. He looks at me and goes, Good, good call. <laughs> you know? So, having said that, you know, with this community support and all that, you know, let's talk a little bit about this amazing son that you have. And obviously, sadly, with your wife having the trouble that she had, it's been a blessing to the Aurora community in a way to bring your son into this incredible program and elevate the program with some of the amazing things he's done. And now he's currently doing and just won a tournament that made him number one, right? Yes, one sir. versus two. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what Mike's been to you, to your family, the Aurora program, and to Dylan. Well, I think, <clears throat> so Mike and I have coached now five years. This will be the fifth year. So I was on staff before Dylan got in high school. Sure. And uh, Mike's always been, you know, that the pillar within the program that yeah. keeps the checks and balances. And that's the one thing I think Mike and I are in cadence with. Okay. You know, we're that old school kind of the dad mentality. Right. And uh, I don't think we've ever really fall too far off of some of the things that's come up where like, Hey, we need to do this. or like, yeah, we need right. to do that. You know? And so having that sounding block and that foundation's really important, especially when you're dealing with high school kids, yeah. right? The, having some structure, some life lessons, as you heard Mike talking about. And, you know, with, with us personally, Mike's been, you know, he's, he's been a, a big part of just the, the direction the program has been going, you know? So, I mean, um, just the structure, making sure being flexible, you know, especially with where Dylan's at, you know, um, I know we talk about the wrestling or about him, but he's got a twin sister that's equally as a, of a, that's impacted from the wrestling community or the Aurora programs. Right. So, I'm just having those pillars in place to where my kid feels like he can reach out to Mike and, you know, like Mike was, or Dylan's getting ready to go to who's number one. Yeah. I know that you guys are in talk, you know, conversation as a dad. That's what I, that's what I've always been behind scenes is yes. putting yes. the right people in place so that when this wrestling journey is over, you have those mentors or you have those those individuals that you could bounce things off of or with Mike, he's just going to tell you, he's not bullshit you, you know, right. he's, nope, right. this, this is what you got to do. And I, I'm like, I said, I'm old school. And I think that that goes a long way with my kid because he's, um, you know, he's very to the ground. So this is know? family. Absolutely. This is family. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause if it, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, if it was just about wrestling, I mean, yeah, you've got, of course, of course. you know, he's number one kid in the country now, yep. you know, he's always been, pretty t- pretty tough we could have went to a blair we could have went to wyoming of course it's always been bigger than wrestling for me you know and okay. and my thing is i i want to coach great human beings first yeah you get those foundations right as a great human being wrestling kind of comes easy because mm-hmm. you have dedication hard work loyalty effort mm-hmm. all those kinds of things plus if you become a student of the game but you come become a student of life of the family that's what this is all about. And I, my treasure is when a, a guy who's 50 years old calls me, coach, I need, I need to talk to you, you know? And he's, and he's a major in the army running a division down in Fort Bl- I'm like, what are you asking me for, bro? <laughs> you give me too much credit, you know what I mean? But, but that's what this is about, right? Yes, sir. And so I know that Dylan probably 10 years from now will be calling Mike and saying, hey, coach, I got this going on here at business. Talk to me a little bit about it. You know, give me a perspective, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and, and it's ironic that you just asked that because we just had a conversation yesterday. So, uh-huh. you know, his journey through um, 
to get us to this point. I wrestled for nine years. Sure. Wrestled a year outside of high school. Okay. Um, and we were in California, and at the time, my best friend is uh, Bill Wick, which is Evan and Xander Wick oh, and wow. Luca Wick. Um, Evan's a multi, multi-time AA, right? Right, 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 yeah. He, when we first started, we were practicing in the garage. You know, so yeah. um, under Steve Glassy, and you know, he looked back and like if, and he happens to be from Southern Ohio, and he's like, we got wrestling in Ohio. I'm like, I mean, in California, I'm like, we do. Yeah, you know, you're thinking yeah. we got surf teams and that yeah, kind of stuff, right? right? right. Um, water so, water polo is huge. There. Water polo is huge. huge. Soccer, there. baseball, UCLA, so. and all that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, it's interesting too because I had a, a superstar from your program, Tim Cortad, in. Okay. And without question, he said, one of my greatest people in my life is Dick Bliss. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so there you have it, right? And Beachwood had some real good tussles with you guys back in the 90s when, when Timmy was there right. and, and uh, Katora and uh, that, that whole crew. And then I think we took fourth, you took third in the state. It was really, you know, some really good stuff. Um, but he said, great coaching is like the most important thing. And now he's, you know, the president of Pride One Construction. Yes. I mean, did a very successful guy. And I also had the opportunity to interview a guy by the name of Michael Goldberg. I don't know if you remember Michael or not. Yes, I do. Well, Michael was actually been here twice, one of my dearest friends. And I asked him, you know, he he, he uh, is a criminal defense attorney and he, ser- under, he serves the underserved population. I said, if you could have a magic wand, tell me what would be the one thing that would really help solve those issues in that underserved population. He said, really, it's two things. Strong male role model in the family and great coaching. He says, great coaching solves so many problems. He says, so uh, my advice is get your kid into great coaching. And I think that's what Dylan has, right? Yeah, I I feel even it's just been this transition, right? Okay. So you go, I think it starts at the very very beginning you know i have a a kind of a thing that i look at is you're either in or you're out right so you you find the and align with core values with those coaches what what is it bigger than what you're doing sure and you align yourself and when you do the results are are the winning is a result of doing all the small things right yeah and it starts you know and that's the one thing i learned from or tried to instill with my kids sure um my shortcomings Okay. So that way, hey, I use this. What not to do, right? What not yeah, to do. Yeah, what not hey, to do, sure. You know, and we're going to teach you how to diet, right? Because we've talked, Mike and I, we're big weight cutters. You know, I, I wrestled yeah. 130 my senior year. Sure. Yeah. Coming down from 160, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah. But during this process is making sure I've been able to put the right individuals that I felt were the founding blocks for, you know. the That's so blocks. brilliant, too, because I'm a big believer in, you know, when you're in the wrestling room, you wrestle. You don't lose weight. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, I started with his uncle, with, with Mav Peters, our producer's uncle, Ryan Peters. I said, Ryan, we're going to wrestle right around five pounds of your natural weight, but we're going to get you in great shape. And it worked, you know, until sadly he popped out his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end of the day, my guy, my best guy is a guy by the name of Sam Partain. Okay, he won four matches in the district, tough district. Nor, nor, the kid is literally walking around at 160. He's going to wrestle 57. You know, it just that's just the way I believe the sport is should go, and then you get away from a lot of the emotional issues because what happens when we all lose weight, right? We get crabby, crabby, you know, and we get depressed and sad and like, shit, I want to eat a donut, right? Right. <laughs> right. So I think that's that's brilliant. Yeah, and I think you know, going with with Dylan too, you know, kind of going through this 
just touch base. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if you know who T.J. Williams is. He wrestled at Iowa. He's yeah. The I w- coached against Joe. Okay, okay, yeah. So Joseph's when I was at when I, I went to I coached at Wheaton North High School. A guy oh, okay. named Steve Havard mm-hmm. who was a stud, and he took third to Joe twice. Yeah. So I know so, that family well. So Joe's TJ's older brother. So sure. when Dylan was eight years old, okay. I started taking him a day a week, two days a week to TJ, and to this day, and it's kind of what I was alluded to earlier. Um, He's probably been the most instrumental or influential, I can't even say influential influential coach because everything back then wasn't about winning or losing. It was about effort and being your, keeping your mind, regardless of the situation, clear on what, what your next thought is or your next, you know, score the next point. Right. Right. Um, And so even to this day, if he gets in a tough match, I just SMSB, strong mind, strong body. That that's always been our like. Reset. Yep. Yep. So you know, it's uh, having those people in life. And, and TJ comes from a, the Mount Carmel caravan. Yeah. I mean, out of you know Illinois is fantastic, and uh, he's a great role model. He is. He's he is. And that whole model. family. Joe Williams, yeah. amazing human being, right? And the other thing too that I think, if you think about what you know, your son is. I, I watched him as a junior. Okay, he was great, but as a senior, he was world class. I mean, there was something that he just, he's getting better and better and better. And he really understands how to win or at least give himself a chance to win in the really tough matches against some fantastic competition. That's what I'm seeing with Dylan. Yeah. I think one of the things, too, is, you know, any advice I could have as a parent. Obviously, I'm a coach. I've never coached my kid. After eighth grade, I decided to turn him over. Sure. um, Because I got to coach him in life, right? Oh, yeah. And so... But we've never been afraid of competition. So as a parent, I want to take you. And if you had him here, he'll tell you our number one goal as a kid. And I know, Mike, you've heard this. If you ask him, what was our number one goal to get you 10 losses? Dads today, like, what? I'm like, because those are those small percentage of where we need to improve, how we can get proven, how to deal with life, the struggles. Because it's hard to shake another dude's hand that just beats you, right? So those story. that's always been our focus point. What's your losses, not your wins. I love and, that. Um, you know, like you'd mentioned, I think he, he jumped levels. Uh, that's, a, you know, contributing to the coaches that's sure. around him. You know, you got Mike. Um, yeah. You know, we have Adam Cabales. Right. We've been with Adam. Um, you know, and is the extra work that he's willing sure. to do and commit to. That's right? awesome. That's awesome. So. The other thing, too, I think uh, a lot of people don't realize. You look at him like, man, he's gotten so big. He's cutting a lot of weight. He yeah. cut... His freshman year, sophomore year, he cut. He 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 was because it made us a better team. Yeah. And then as a junior, he's like, I'm not cutting whatever I weigh. Yeah, that's I can what tell, I'm you can tell me. And great. then last year, a lot of people thought he was cutting to get to 95. He yeah. at way outs, he was what 192 four. Yeah, brilliant. After love even it. Subway, love it. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. and so happy. Yeah, <laughs> just a happy wrestler. I love well, that. and I think too, you know, now he's at a point where he's verbally committed. He's in a great culture program that fits our old, like our our yeah. morals, like we yeah. talked about. And where's he at? NC State. Sure. Yeah, Beautiful. and and yeah. Pat yeah. uh, Papalizio and. That's the you Wolfpack, know, right? The Wolfpack, yeah. yeah. It's great, great staff. Great coaching staff. Timmy yeah. McCall, Adam Hall. You got yeah. Kevin Jack. Oh, oh man. And wow. then you've got um, Mike Michavello. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah. Tommy Gant there at the RTC. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's fantastic. It's, yeah, I'm excited for him. Well, we're going to explore more, more of that, and we're going to explore something that I want to talk to you about after the break. Uh, I'll be back with the Greenman. This is Coach Cimarroni after the break. 
Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Mike Ryba and Dan Fishback. Guys, I want to talk a little bit about your background, Mike, in two story programs from the 70s and 80s, obviously the youth program, the Chanel, and then wrestling at Nordonia with some of the greatest coaches, Graham Coghill. You know, this is blood time, right? right? And there's that blood time moment, and there was something said to you, Mike Ryba, that made you the coach you are today, made you the man you are today by some coach or maybe a number of coaches, because we talked about this, Dan, with I'm sure there's a ton of coaches that talked to Dylan that made Dylan who he is today. You know, obviously you have to have it intrinsically, but I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. Talk a little bit about some of the coaches you've had. Well, I mean, probably the biggest influence wrestling-wise for me was probably Graham Cagle. Yeah. I mean, Graham was our long, was the Longwood coach. Yep. You know, we came up from... Storied program. Storied program. Yeah. I mean, I think it was on their... I might not have been on their first team, but second or third team. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, we had guys with, like Dane Tussle, who was... Oh, my, uh, oh Jay God. Jaggers, yep. d- uh, Dad Jeff right. on that team. You know, we traveled all over like the kids are doing now. And your brother, and my, too. And my, yeah. and my brother was, you know, he, my brother actually ended up going to Chanel, but... Um, yeah. But, you know, Graham had a lot. Graham really related to the kids real well. Uh, Chuck okay. Keller. Sure. Um, there was, a, you know, a lot of great coaches in that room. You know, then I wrestled for Gary Walters at Nordonia. Yes. Um, uh, you know, Gary's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you guys won a state title in 77. Title that was, what, your sophomore year? My sophomore year. That's awesome. Yeah. And then... Uh, Brunilovich was on that team, or was he Was he too young for that? Um, Bobby was a little younger than me. Um, um, yeah. It was... Tussle, Jenkins, Anz Vines, um, yeah, Tony Codner. Jen- both John- Jenkins, right? Both Jenkins. Yeah, yeah Tony Codner. Sure. Uh, Ken Chorba was our heavyweight. Oh, wow, uh, He was a 220-pound yeah. heavyweight that... He was an animal. It was an animal. <laughs> Still an animal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we all came up through Longwood. Most sure. of us wrestled together for a lot of years. Right. So, um, it was a pretty solid team. And then... Um, Went to Tri C, wrestled for John Borsch, who oh, passed away two yeah. years ago. But oh, yeah. you know, JB had a lot to do with me. And Tri C won a national title, didn't they? Or we were second that year. Second. Yeah. Did Lakeland win one? Too? Lakeland won one. Yeah, yeah. I think Billy Atkins was on that team. Wasn't that was he? yeah. Yeah, from Richmond. Yeah, actually, I wrestled Billy a bunch of times. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, He's a tough kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, JB really helped me to just grow up and okay. mature and. You know, I, I graduated at 17. Okay. Went to Clarion, um, wrestled right. for Bob Bub for uh, a year. And okay. I just was an immature 18-year-old kid when I got there. Yeah. You know, I weighed 120 pounds. Right. You know, I was getting beat up every day. Sure. Um, we had a fifth-year senior. I think his name was Tom Diamond that would beat me up. Oh. I never, ever physically got beat up like that guy did to me every day. Oh, wow. But came back, wrestled at Tri-C for two years. Okay. You know, won two national titles at Tri-C with JB and then uh, that's awesome. And then went to Clemson, but you know, then I got with I coached at Bedford, getting out of Clemson. Right. Coached at Bedford with Norm Codner and and we had, you know we had some pretty good teams. Who was it? Cle- was Shallis there or no? Well, Shallis recruited us and then left. Okay. Okay. So um, 
Ed what Griffin. A, what an interesting guy. Yeah, he was, yeah. Fascinating guy. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he could definitely get the best out of you, though. No yeah. question about it, man. And Wow, he could pin anybody from the, the stands. He'd come out of the stands and just go out there and pin a guy. It's crazy. I saw him at the NCAAs in Pittsburgh a couple of years yeah. ago and just had some crazy conversations with him. Oh, was, God, yeah. yeah. He's got some opinions. Got, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But, I mean, Dick Bliss has been – I coached with Dick for uh, nine years. Nine the first time years. I ever I was ever impressed by Dick Bliss – was it the Kenston tournament in 1973, Dan? I don't know if you're even alive yet. <laughs> two years old. <laughs> two, years two years old. Wow. They had a stud 167-pounder named Todd Jindra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was feared. He went out there and just mauled people. And it was the same year that Sean Gorell pinned El Giovanni in the finals. And that was not a pretty sight. That's when the Kenston tournament was brutal. Sean Gorell. Sean Gorell. He was... I, I got chills. I mean, he, he was just... Gorgeous. Yeah. The Kenson <laughs> so Turner back then was. Oh was my tough. God. Ralph Graham. I mean, yeah. you know, it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, 19, in 1978, we're going to go back to your era, and I had the honor of coaching Tommy Gallagher, mm-hmm. Patty's father. Okay. Tommy wrestled at the, I think, the, heavy, the hardest weight class I've ever seen any in any turn high school tournament. He won it. He beat Jerry Levine, our state champ. He beat Vetter. Chardon, mm-hmm. two-time state champ, and he beat Lance Anzavine. Beats Lance, yeah. How do you? I, I, I mean, at, come on, that is wrestling royalty right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was, it was crazy. I still remember yeah. that match. Tommy Gallagher with, with Lance and, and Tommy Gallagher. I mean, it was a brawl. It was a brawl. It was a brawl. And they were brawlers. Tommy yeah. was one of the hardest nosed kids I've ever seen in high school. Yeah. So and it's, it's, so it's not Lance. too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lance too, but yeah. and it's not, it's not so bad either. No. <laughs> but, uh, but anyhow, so as you were yeah, saying, I mean, yeah. I mean, Dick Blues yeah. said. Coaching wise, I think between Graham and 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 Dick Bliss, yeah, um, that's where I get most of my. And I'm still old school. Sure, you know I still. I mean, I don't have the te- I don't have the the technique that a lot of these you know to really. I mean, I don't have the time to keep up on the technique. I still. But you know, technique is technique. It's about position, right? Yeah. So I look at technique, and I can tell as a you know been doing this for since I was thirteen. It's just you're in a bad position. Yes. So I coach what I call economy of motion. I want to be in the best position with the least amount of work and then blast it through. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, if you look at, like, Burroughs, right, he sets it up, and then all of a sudden he's there, and then boom. You know what I mean? But if he's, on, if he's out of position, athletically he may be able to adjust, but typically he doesn't need to adjust because he's in great position. Yes. Right? And I think that's what a great head coach does. Yeah, I mean. It sees that. Dan and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, positioning. Um you know, we he's he's a lot of old school, old school himself. You okay. Know, we, we still we we we're on the same page a lot with that. You know, right. it, it, a lot of these guys are getting their technique from the clubs are going to. Yeah. You know, they're getting with younger coaches. They're working no with, with guys like with uh, Ty Mitch and Adam and sure. some of the other guys. You know, these guys they're making a living doing it. Yep. They, they're technically very strong. John, Johnny Pappas was was oh, pretty yeah. good. Technically. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so you know we had we had Decatur in there now. Jo- uh, Josh, Josh is doing a good job yeah, with our training. Yeah, and, he's terrific. You know we'd have yeah. been we'd have been lost without Josh last year because yeah. this whole thing came up came together a week before the season started with sure. Johnny leaving and you know yeah um, and then COVID then we had the COVID, COVID. Yeah. yeah then yes. we had the COVID so yeah you had a really tough yeah tough scenario. and I never wanted to be a head coach I was I always get it no liked, I get it I always liked to be. 
the guy support. that just come and just support. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, to be in your ear and say, hey, you know, yeah, you yeah. might want to try this this way. Right. You know, and and yeah, like a like a smart uncle. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, yeah, that yeah, was always yeah, my. Yeah. I never wanted to be a head coach. It just it's, I'm not doing the stuff that I'm doing as a head coach. Isn't the stuff I wanted to be doing. I understand. You know I mean? Oh, listen, I get it, and, dude. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, but. Those a lot the, of people don't realize how much extra effort Mike puts in as a head sure. coach or the head coach role because, you know, for me, I have a job. You know, yep. I, I put in, you know, my job has changed, but I was in, you know, last year I was in Wisconsin most of the time. Gotcha. So I'm working 70 hours a week, you know. You're with Windstream? I am it? now, Okay, yes. okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, but uh, it's like extra hours, you know. It's, it's not the wrestling side, it's the administration, and then – as bad as it sounds, dealing with the parents' BS, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of stuff you think, well, you're in high school, yeah, man, you, that that does not go away, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, but the rewards as a coach comes from when you see, uh, I'll throw it out there, the Segaris, Mike and I are at Segar, uh, we yes. coach the Segaris together, right, yeah, exactly. and we're at the state tournament, and Anthony and Robbie are both making the podium. You you look at yeah. like. That's worth all the bullshit. All Excuse me, you know. No, I, mean, I listen. I get it, man. I get it. I mean, I've had guys make the state finals. You know, like we look at each other, like you know, <laughs> that's awesome. I, and you know, and, and yeah, I had a when I was coaching. I coached John Carroll a few times, and there was they had had an All American in like three years, four years. The last guy was Mark Haywald. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, there was a kid named Ben Adams. Never made the district, and he was out of Michigan, and he's a senior. And we worked, and he took eighth in the country. And I remember. He looked, I was up in the stands because I wasn't on, on, and he looked up and he goes, we all, and we all did it. We all did it. And I, and I said, when I walked in the room, I said, we're going to have a, we're going to have a national All-American. And we got that national All-American. But he took eighth, but he took eighth. You know what I mean? But, but, but right, that's what this is all about. Did and you tear up? Treasure. Tear it up. I'm yeah, not trying right? to tear up right now. <laughs> I, I love this kid. And now he's a Presbyterian minister. He's just celebrating awesome. 10 years of marriage. I love Ben Adams. He's a great guy. He's a per, He's the guy. Yeah. He's like the poster child for, for what our sport's all about. Yeah, right? we're gonna we're gonna miss the They um, yeah. they're not the most talented, most they're not the most athletic, they're not the smartest. Right. But they had huge hearts. They right. will grind, and you know their goal is to get to the state tournament, and place, and that's what they, that's what they did. And that's what Graham's all about, right? That's what that's what never give up. Never give up. Never give up on a kid. No. Right. Never. That's that was I had Urbison. Right. I was fortunate to have St. Saint Greg in, and he said, there's two lessons from Howard that I took. Don't let, use the sport, don't let the sport use you. Right. 100%. Right? And never give up on a kid. Well, so like Mike was talking, in terms of them not being the smartest, is their approach, right? Sure. They, they were, at early on, it took for five years, well, four years, right, from their freshman year to stop worrying about the winning. Right. Just we got to do this, you know, and you know you, you can put a lot of pressure on yourselves. And but they're an epitome of coming through a program, sticking to what they believe they needed yeah. to achieve their goal. And I think that's kind of what Mike alluded to earlier with wrestling. I mean, we all have things, you know, our personal family. You know, sure. not to get off topic, but no, had I not wrestled for nine years, had my kid not been in the sports, and his twin sister been around that, even though she's she wrestled, she was a state place in Illinois. Fantastic. So, um, but uh, that core value, just knowing that, okay, you know, you got two options. You can either quit or you can keep moving on. Right. And when life throws you curveballs, and it will. Yes, it will. You got to figure it out and say, okay, 
You know, it's that it is what it is mentality. You know, you've heard that, right? Totally. It is what it is. I can control how I handle the situation. And I think you you look at some of the kids that's come through the program, and we use the cigars. And and I love that. that. And, And on this way here, I was talking to my brother, whose daughter plays for Hathaway Brown tennis, and they're in the state finals a tennis team. And he goes, do you have any, do you have anything that, you know, I could talk to her? I said, here's what I would tell her because she's the third singlist. And so it's, that's like the pivotal thing in tennis. I said, have a short memory emotionally and a long one intellectually. Yes. That's good. Right. That's good. You know, and he goes, I I got that. I got that Pete. And so it's just what it is. Like you're saying, you know, you can't, you know, you can't control the past. It's done. The yeah. pass is done, but learn from it. Yes. Right? So emotionally get rid of it, but intellectually learn from it. Yeah. yeah and it's in, when I coach my employees or, or the, the team at work, and, sure. you know, even I try to implement a lot of that in the, the home. I tell my kids, you look forward, you lean forward, you fall forward. Yeah. You know, fail forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, George G. Camilla told us that if I'm a, if not, I'm not a, a bad guy to tell us, fail, you know, yeah. um, it's in progression. Sure. Don't be afraid to take chances. And if we're, we got to fall with our head forward. Don't look back. Don't look in rearview mirrors. And because if you do, you can get caught in life real easy. Yes. You know, and and you can go into some deep dark places. So um, that's always been kind of yeah. as a dad. You know, it's as it's, obviously we've talked with about instrumental part. I think that's the sure. one thing for me as a coach with Dylan. I am old school like Mike, and he had. Yeah. You know, I look back because I never knew my biological father. And you look wow. at that and say, wow. how can I be a better dad? Right. Here's here's what we need to do. And then identify and hand them over to guys like Mike and TJ and Adam and say, okay, I'm still behind scenes. You don't need to know the conversations. That You're Mike the foundation, have. bro. Absolutely. You're the foundation. And you, yeah. you got his back sideways front and all. So yeah. I love that. And so you're back. You're going to be here. You're going to wrestle. You're going to coach. It's, I don't know yeah. about wrestling, but I'm going to be there. Well, your team is going to wrestle. <laughs> team you're you're yeah. going to coach. You're going to be here. You're going to support. The Aurora program is in good hands. I'm going to be pretty good this year. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I'm going to be pretty good. Just, I so, get it. I'm going to see you guys. At this <laughs> just, hopefully we won't screw it up, but yeah. there's some pretty good kids in there. Yeah, room, well, so. I know you got Lillard back, right? L- yeah, Lillard's back. Yeah. Um, you know, Fishback. Uh, is he going 57? Right now, it looks like he's probably going to go 60. I don't even know the new week. Okay. 65. 60, 65. He's talking about going okay. 65. He's, okay. he's at Indiana this weekend on his official visit. And then right. uh, Kerbo is ranked in the top, I'm going to say ten. top he's, 10 of the, in like the country. Seven. Wow. Seven, so, um, wow. you know, then you got the Julius and. Sure. And uh, there, there's some pretty good kids coming back. You got the Green Twins say. coming in, too. So Johnny was in the uh, OAC state finals last year. So awesome. I was in his corner. Actually, myself and Dylan. Uh, Kind of coach those coming through because they come come through Adam with you know through the AK. Gotcha. Um, so you know we have high hopes for them coming in as freshmen competing. As you know, you've sure. been doing this a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a level yeah. of adjustment, but there's a don't overlook them just because they're freshmen. And then to Mike's point, you know we've got some. Uh, you know you start getting into some of our returning seniors. You know yeah. there's a kid out there that uh, a lot of people have forgotten about. Uh, when he's on, he's lights out, and that's Nick Willingham. Yes, and, uh, right, right. There's yeah. a great chance he's coming back. You know, wow. he'll be there this year. Wow. Um, Ashton Smith. Ashton Smith at 157, wow. you know, and then you got Bo. And Bo's just, if you go back two years ago, um, yeah. I was in this corner. Um, you know, we're we're 40, 42 seconds away from going to the state, you know, qualifying for state, and he yeah. ends up 
getting into zone self, you know. I mean, like in the f- top four kids that year coming out of our sectional, his weight oh, were the God. top four kids in I the re- state. I remember that so, section. I remember that sectional. My kid took sixth, and yeah. he was a tough kid. He won twenty five matches. Yeah. You know, so I I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. So we have some contributing factors there. We're gonna be solid. We'll be much better this year. It's gonna be. I think, you know, with our coaching staff, we've got some levelness there now after a year under our belts, having Mike as head coach and the, the foundation, our coaching meetings, you know, the sync. And the, I always use the word cadence, you know, sure. but uh, we're pretty in cadence as a coaching staff and always looking to better the program. And that's one thing I think Aaron Grossman's done really well. Sure. You know, as he's always moving, like we're talking about moving forward, what mm-hmm. can we do, um, communicating, keeping everyone in intact, because I think that was one of the things. Yeah, I coached Aaron back in the day. His he brain was, never shuts off. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that yeah, brain yeah. is yeah. on. And yeah. he, he, was my, he was my uh, my co-captain in 92 with, his, with Maverick's uncle, Ryan. So. Yeah, that guy's brain never shuts Absolutely off. Absolutely right. You know, and I like what he, I, I saw him uh, when Mitch Clark came in and did it. Matter of fact, we interviewed Mitch, and he said, "I want to build a, I want to continue to build a family like you did at, at Beachwood and, and at Chagrin." You know, and I and I I respect that yeah. a lot. You know, so keep doing that, guys. That's yeah. fantastic. You got a great family, you got a great support system, and you got a great community. Go Greenman, unless you're wrestling a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to close this with a fun thing. Sure. We had a moment, you and I, <laughs> oh a moment in time, my friend. Right. And it was I was as relaxed as can be because I knew my kid was probably not going to win. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and at the sectional tournament, and you're running to get to coach your son, Dylan, and you took a tumble. Oh, it's actually the <laughs> was kid, it somebody else? Yeah, it was oh, another okay. kid because okay. I, okay. I don't coach him. But yeah. Okay, I, all right. You son, coach, yeah. Yeah, so you actually, took a tumble. I think it was both. Okay, it was, was both. I think Julius? it was blow. Okay. Yeah, because I right. went to the table. There's some blood time or something, yeah. And, yeah. and ironically, here we are, blood time talking about. Yeah, it, right? exactly right. Yeah, and had some slides, you know, some slide shoes. I'm a good on. marketer, by the way. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh snap! They're about to start, and Josh is in the corner, so I yeah. hustled and my yeah. my foot came out, and I just kind of did a tumble. You I got did a that. tumble right in front of me, and I gave you the safe zone. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a little bit big, and I had that boiler oh, in the way. But man, look at you, man! You're getting slender. I'm man. trying. I like that. You know, I like that a lot. Yeah. I've got it. Uh, I got it. Long ways to go, but it's still, all right. You're looking good, man. St- I'm heading in the right, right direction, but so we need to tell, out, we yeah, need, yeah, yeah. We need to put that on America's home, home funniest home videos, oh, right? For sure, absolutely. Yeah. At least I, I, I did it gracefully and rolled up, popped up, and you're like you safe. <laughs> you did. You were <laughs> like so if came up and you did a pirouette. It was beautiful. People don't. I gave, hey. I gave you a save. I should have gave you a ten as well. Right. <laughs> People absolutely. don't realize it. You look at you like, man, he's a little fluffy dude. But yeah. I was pretty athletic. You know, you so, could tell. There was yeah, no question so. about it. I didn't think you were hurt at all. So if you were hurt, <laughs> I would have been different, di- giving a, a different uh, response. But. I, I may have went to the hospital that night. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so I think I think somebody videotaped it right and started to play it and then gave it to me and I played it and you know, Kabbalah gave me a little shit about it, but that's okay. Yeah, you love, I love Adam. He's great. You, know? you got to take life for what it is. I mean, exactly. it, it you got to laugh, insult. right? You know, we got to laugh. It was one of those things. I, I look back on it. My kids still to this day. My Matter of fact, my mother-in-law is visiting, and mm-hmm. they showed that video to my yeah. mother-in-law, and she damn near had a heart attack last night. Well, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I did, it was funny. It was fun, it was but funny. I was I was glad to be part of it. You know what no, I mean? So, and sure. I'm glad that you guys are part of it. We tried to do this earlier with... with yeah, right Seth. before the injury. Yeah. yeah, and it was just too, too much, and uh, I'm glad it. that we're all here. We survived the insane year of 
the year that was 2020, 21. I hope it's better this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's going to be. And be. Um, I'm wishing you guys all the best again. Too. And good health, Mike. Thank you. Get that memory back. Yeah. Okay. I know that you remember me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. It's all those nightmares. Dan, it's been great to meet you and yeah. become a, a friend. I you know? appreciate it. And, and I yeah. really, really uh, wish nothing the best for Dylan. And your family, and, and of course your wife. Appreciate the support. And it's always good to be able to build and expand the brotherhood, you know, and support, right? Absolutely. So, well, love to the Greenman. Thank you. Love to all. We are all blood. All it's blood. Cimarroni. You know, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood as a sponsor. And Jack Coslin, former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, who wrestled with my producer's father every day, Maverick Peters, Scott Peters, Dr. Scott Peters, on a daily basis. They both made, made the state tournament. And that quality of making and all that foundational pieces of making the, the state tournament has served Jack well, Jack Coslin, the owner of Serve Pro of Beachwood. And you know what he needs now? He needs management help and the opportunities for working with ServPro and getting a career in ServPro management have never been better. You need to seek out Jack Coslin at ServProOfBeachwood.com for these incredible management positions. Starting at $70,000 a year, full benefits. That's right, full benefits, absolute opportunity for growth with ServPro of Beachwood. Give Jack Coslin a call. Call Jack Coslin, Serve Pro of Beachwood at 216-464-4498 and mention Blood Time and Undeniable with Coach Cimarroni. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with Breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with Breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with Breslow the business of sports betting podcast